We're going to turn to the scriptures this morning. We're going to continue with our theme. Anybody knows what our theme is? Praise the Lord. Yes. But we are going to move into the next subtitle, which is Win or Lose, You Decide. Win or Lose, You Decide. Praise God. We want to be winners or losers. Who's going to decide? Who's going to decide? Praise the Lord. We are going to decide whether we want to be a winner or we want to be a loser. Praise God. We're going to turn to the scripture. We're going to turn to Galatians chapter 5. Everybody turn to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 16 and 17. Verse 24 as well. Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. And we take victory in this house. Every critical spirit bestilled in Jesus' name. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony is your word. And so be it, Father. Today we take victory. We pray that you would release grace and anointing in this place so the proclamation of God's word will be fruitful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. So looking into the scripture, we were saying how we as God's people, we need help. We need help and God has done everything in his divine, sovereign will and wisdom to fortify and to provide everything that we need to become overcomers. We said we need help to pray. Without the aid of the Holy Spirit, we cannot pray. We said we need help to witness, which is the command of the Lord Jesus himself. And without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible. And we are also looking into the scripture, which tells us for us to live a god kind of life, a godly life, for us to live a victorious life, for us to live an overcomer's life, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. And already through the scripture we understand that the Spirit indwells the believers. Praise the Lord. We said that at being born again, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. It is the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word that has brought us into that new birth experience, the regeneration experience. But God has much more for us. 
We said that the scripture teaches that there is a place and an experience of being baptized by the Holy Spirit. And the baptism is just a one-time experience. He wants us to have an ongoing infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is available for us over and over again and again. And the Spirit of God, as the scripture teaches, hallelujah, we can be anointed for the kind of service that God has called us out to be. But without the Holy Spirit, it is not possible for us to live the kind of life, the victorious kind of life that God wants you and I to live. Quite often as believers, believers live the defeated kind of life. Can you imagine? The Lord has done everything for us. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus took our sins. He paid the penalty of the sin on the cross of Calvary. What we could not do, Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. Praise the Lord. Salvation is a free gift of God. Praise God. We experience the abundance of grace in and out every day, every moment of our lives. And we see the provision that the Lord has for his children. Praise God. We have the blood of Jesus given so that we can be cleansed from our sin. We have the water of God's word available for the cleansing that we need in our everyday life. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling us so that we can live an overcomer's life. With everything that the Lord has given, as the scripture says, everything pertaining to life and godliness, it's his divine power that has supplied for all of our needs. So everything to live a godly life, Everything to live in this world, it has already been given to us. We ought to, as children of God, tap into the resources that God has for us. In the provision of God, God does not want any of his children to live on in a defeated, disabled kind of a life. Praise the Lord. Not in the program of God that we continuously live a defeated, a disabled, a powerless kind of life. Rather, he has made provision for us to be enabled, praise the Lord, to be empowered, to live a victorious kind of life. Can you imagine as children of God, with all these provisions available for us, that we continue to live a kind of life that doesn't please him, that does not get the approval of God with all the provisions that he has made for us. Many a times, believers do not understand what God has done for us and they tend to continue to live the kind of life that does not please God. When we read the scripture, the scripture makes it very clear that as much as the provisions have been made, 
This is not a cake walk. The Christian walk is not a cake walk. No one can take this lightly. Do not take this lightly. Yes, the price has been paid. Salvation is a gift of God. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. That does not make a Christian life a smooth walk. Praise the Lord. Because God has not placed us in a playground, but he has put us in a battleground. There is a conflict that is constantly brewing. And we as God's people should be aware and informed about the conflict that brews against our lives. It is important that we are forewarned about it. And the scripture gives us all the instructions and the insights. The insights have been given and the instructions have been given. Praise the Lord. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. And so the Bible makes it clear that we have a constant conflict that goes on in our lives. That's what Paul, writing to the Galatians, to the Colossians, to the Romans, he makes it very clear. Look what the word says that we read. You know, what does the word say? That these, there are two forces that are constantly fighting against each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intention. I'm reading it from the NLT. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Walk in the Spirit. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. There is a sinful nature in us that's craving. And that craving is diabolically opposed to the cravings of the spirit. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting against each other. So, you are not free to carry out your good intention. That's 5, 16, 17 of what is written in Galatians. Listen. The Bible makes it very, very crystal clear that the flesh and the spirit are in constant conflict. Praise the Lord. The flesh and the spirit are in constant conflicts, conflict. God could have easily removed the fleshly nature from the believer at the time of the conversion, but he does not choose to do so. The complete redemption of the body will take place when Jesus comes back the second time. We understand that we are saved from the penalty of sin. Yes, and we know that we are being saved from the power of sin. And in the future, the Bible teaches, 
We will be saved from the presence of sin. Praise the Lord. The theologians will call it as justification, sanctification, and glorification. The Lord wants us to depend on the Holy Spirit who indwells us and provides us the power and the enablement to live a victorious kind of life. He wants us to depend on our advocate, Jesus Christ, on our high priest, Jesus Christ, day after day, which should remind us that we by ourselves, in our own strength, in our own wisdom, in our own insight, with all the IQs that we may have, we cannot live a victorious Christian life independently outside the aid and the help of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ to overcome the old sinful nature within us. Praise the Lord. If we understand the old nature is not completely eradicated as long as we live on the face of the earth. Praise the Lord. But the Bible tells us the provision that the Lord has made so that we can overcome the old nature which has a tendency to raise up its ugly head now and then when we yield ourselves to those desires. A believer's life as God intended should be empowered and energized by the Holy Spirit. A believer's life, as God intends, should be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Each Christian needs to understand there is an old sinful nature that we have to battle and we have to overcome. Praise God. We, that is something that we have inherited from Adam. And then we have a new nature that we have received at regeneration, at the new birth. And God wants us to become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. Now, both these natures have their appetites on itself. The old nature has an appetite and a desire which pulls us away from God, godly things, the plan, the purpose, and the design of God. And there is a new nature within us which, which makes us to do the will of the Father, which helps us to align ourselves to the divine design that God has concerning for us and to love the overcomer's life that God intends of every believer. God's intention is not that we live a defeated life, but his desire and intention is that we live the overcomer's life. Praise the Lord. A believer that does not live by the Spirit, by the desire of the Spirit, by the desire and the appetite of the Holy Spirit, cannot experience the overcomer's life and therefore fall prey to the old nature in us. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what is the believer's role in this ongoing conflict within every person? Praise the Lord. How can we live a victorious kind of life that God intends for us? Is it possible if God redeemed us, listen, out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of the sun? If he has delivered out of the strong man's hand, if he has delivered out of Satan's hand, it is not intended to live being slaves to sin. But rather, he wants us to become a conqueror just like Jesus following in the footsteps of Jesus. So how is it that we can live a victorious kind of life? As the scripture reminds us, it is when we disable the impact of the old nature over our lives. We have to actively disable the power or the force that tends to bring our life, the impact of the old nature on our lives. It is possible, as Paul says, if we Walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. That's what verse 16 says. Walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Praise the Lord. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? Praise the Lord. To walk in the spirit is to allow him to have his way. Praise the Lord. When we allow him to have his way in our lives, we are walking according to the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is to walk in the Spirit is to remain in constant communion with him. Praise the Lord. It is to make every decision in the light of his holiness. Listen. If we want to overcome the old nature, if we want to overcome the forces of sin, we have to walk in the Spirit. To walk in the Spirit means to allow Him to have His way. To walk in the Spirit is to remain in communion with Him and to make decision in the light of His holiness. In other words... If we are walking in the Spirit, our life and our lifestyle will reflect the desires of the Lord. If we are walking contrary to the Spirit, if we are walking according to the whims and the wishes of the flesh, it would reflect on our lifestyle. Welcome to that. Praise the Lord. It, to walk in the Spirit is to do what he tells us to do moment by moment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Walking in obedience to him. That's why Paul puts it like that. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are called 
the children of God. If we are the children of God, God expects us to be led by the Spirit of God. It is not a myth. When we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, He wants us to lead step by step in constant dependence and according to His will. Praise the Lord. To walk in the Spirit is to be occupied with Jesus and his desires for our lives. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants us to be engaged, hallelujah, with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a, it's not a life that is away from him, but in union, in communion with him. Praise the Lord. That's when Life becomes interesting, life becomes exciting, life becomes unpredictable. Praise the Lord. Listen, there are so many Christians who claim that Christian life is dead, dull, boring. If you have ever said that, and if you feel that, it is because we have not completely yielded ourselves to the desire and the drive of the Holy Spirit. When we are yielding ourselves to the desire and the drive of the Holy Spirit, that's when life becomes, praise the Lord, exciting. Life becomes one that pleases God. Praise the Lord. So when we walk in the Spirit, what does that mean? The flesh or the old nature or the self-life is treated as it is dead. Listen, we cannot be occupied at the same time with Christ the giver of life and with the desires of, the, of sin and Satan. Quite often believers tend to dabble in both. But God does not want any one of us to be putting our feet on both because that is impossible to do. Praise the Lord. As long as we live on the face of the earth, there is this conflict that takes place within us between the spirit, praise the Lord, the new man and the old man, praise the Lord. That's why Paul puts it like this in 524 of Galatians, that now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desire. Praise the Lord. Another version says, mortifying the deeds of the flesh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, as children of God, our spirit, soul, and body, every members of our body, every senses in our body ought to be completely submitted to the Lordship of Jesus, to the rule and the reign of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. If we have to be victorious, spirit, soul, and body, praise the Lord, every member of our body, Every census that God has given us ought to be submitted to the Lordship of Jesus. 
when we come under the lordship of Jesus in a reality not by just by words we experience the overcomer's life praise the lord hallelujah yes that's why paul puts it like this he says after preaching to others i do not want to be disqualified for the prize therefore i do what i buffer my body and bring it to subjection praise the lord in other words paul who's writing this is saying listen i am writing this but i and i am preaching this i am teaching this and after preaching to others that doesn't make me immune or away from the conflict that takes place listen regardless of how anointed one is regardless of the ministry that we indulge in regardless of how much we are active in the house of god that does not make any one of us exempt from the ongoing conflict between the old nature and the new nature between the old man and the new man praise god that's why paul says after preaching to others i discipline my body so that i will not be disqualified for the prize praise god hallelujah listen don't ever be conned into believing because we are so much involved in the things of god because we are immersed in religious exercises because we are saturating ourselves in ministry and ministerial services we are exempt from the conflict that takes place within us don't ever con yourself into believing that praise the lord being used by god does not necessarily mean that you are exempted or you are immune from the struggle that takes place within every one of us praise the lord it's a real thing guys praise the lord so what is it that we need to do paul is saying we need to crucify the old self praise the lord mortify the deeds of the flesh with its lust and the desires that tends to raise its ugly head now and then in our lives so how is it that we are able to do number 1 we said we have to walk in the spirit praise the lord live a life that is directed guided by the holy spirit the second thing that we need to do if we have to experience victory in our lives is self denial praise the lord self denial in our everyday life is crucial if we have to live a victorious kind of life crucifying our flesh and the desires of our flesh daily and self denial includes every desire that pops up within us that might make us feel good but is 
diabolically opposed to the word of God, to the will of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, we are to understand that that sinful nature or the flesh, the old man, will always naturally desire to do the things that are sinful and contrary to God's word because that is the Adamic nature that is in everyone. And that nature, that appetite, loves sinful pleasure and indulgence in sin. Praise God. And that desire, it resists and hates holiness. If someone starts talking to you about holiness, does that turn you off? Does it turn you off? If somebody takes a scripture and says, this is what the scripture says, does that turn you off? Do you fight off when you hear the scripture saying, this is how we ought to live? Do you resist the promptings of the Holy Spirit? If so, that is a telltale sign that what is ruling within you is not the new man with the new nature, but the old man with the old nature. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, what did Jesus say? Jesus says, if anyone wants to come after me, he needs to do what? He needs to do what? He must deny himself. Deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Denying and crucifying the flesh daily along with its sinful desires and passion is part of denying yourself and taking up your cross daily. Praise the Lord. Sadly, so-called believers, they do not want to or un are unwilling to deny themselves because it makes them uncomfortable. It pulls them out of their cozy, comfortable, sinful lifestyles. Because the old man wants us to indulge in our old lifestyle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The self-denial is part of a true Christian living. Praise the Lord. See, our culture says, live for what you desire. The earthly culture promotes the earthly values. The worldly culture promotes the worldly desires while the culture of heaven, the word culture promotes the desires of heaven. Praise the Lord. Living for our earthly desires will bring death to us. But putting to death our earthly desires will bring life, the kind of abundance life that Jesus 
has promised us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says, those who belong to Christ have done what has crucified the flesh with his desires and with passion. Flesh, meaning, of course, the old nature. Praise the Lord. In this world we live, the world that we live in, praise the Lord, we live in this body, in this flesh, fleshy body. And quite often, we are not able to overcome the desires of the flesh. Listen, as believers, we have an active foe that works against us. And this active foe is strategically placed in such a place, it's located in such a place that it extends its ugly arm upon our lives. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we have three kinds of enemies. Anybody remember? Three kinds of enemy. The world, the flesh, and, and the devil. Listen. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And when you look at it carefully, you will understand that these three enemies are strategically located in different places. And it has, it is always trying to put its arm on the believer. The devil, infernal. The world, external. The flesh, the devil, infernal. The world, external. The flesh, internal. So think about this. Internal, external, infernal. Okay? Now, it's just a word so that we will understand. What does Satan do? Satan, Satan empowers the world. The world appeals to the fallen nature within us. So the fallen nature within us, that's internal. The world is external. The devil is infernal. It is the devil's agenda to empower the world. Praise God. The devil's agenda is to empower the world. Jesus said, when he says what his mandate is, Jesus said, I have come so that you might have life abundantly. But he said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, it's not always an upfront, on-front assault. But he employs devices, schemes, Plots, traps against God's people. That's why Paul says, you are not aware of the, unaware of the schemes of the devil. We need to be aware of the schemes of the devil. So what the devil does is, he put, empowers the world. And the world, what it does is, it moves the fallen nature in us. It beckons the fallen nature in us. It's always calling to us. 
There is an appeal to the fallen nature. And unless we are empowered by the word on the inside, unless you are enriched by the word on the inside, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot resist the glamour, the glitter of the world that is appealing to the fallen nature in man. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that can only happen when we crucify the self, the old man, every day with his desires and passion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, what the Bible says. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 5, you know this verse. I'm reading it in light of what we are talking about. For the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, next part, highlight it. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If we have to win our flesh, over our flesh, when the old nature within us raises its ugly head, we can only do it by obedience to Christ and Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the conflict within takes place, takes place, whether it's in the thought realm or it is being actually manifested in the worldly, earthly realm before us, if we have to overcome that, we can do so only when we are obedient to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. What does the Spirit of God do? Jesus said, He, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will lead us into all the truth. He will remind of everything that I have spoken, I have taught. So when this conflict takes place within us, the Holy Spirit in us will remind us what the Scripture says what is the will of God? And when we become obedient to him, that's how we become overcomers and victorious. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Interesting, right? See, we already established that man is spirit, soul, body. Praise God. Spirit, soul, body. Praise the Lord. Spirit, soul, and body. Three components. Man is a spirit that has a soul which lives in a body. The appeal of the world and Satan is towards that fallen nature of man. And whenever there is that appeal within us, we have to make a decision whether we're going to lead on to the Holy Spirit or we're going to lead on to the desires of the flesh. 
when there is an appeal being made to us in any form, in any realms, whether we be in our thought realm, which is internal, which, is, which no one knows, only you and God, or on the external when you move out in the society, we need to understand we have to make a decision. The Spirit of God is within us which tells us what is right and what is wrong. What is good and what is evil. What is the will of God and what is not the will of God. We make a decision whether we're going to yield to the desires of the Spirit or we yield to the desires of the flesh. The victory is directly connected to where you're going to yield. Are you going to yield to the spirit, the desire of the spirit, or are you going to yield to the desire of the flesh? Praise God. Paul writing to the Romans, Romans 6.13, when he puts the doctrine of baptism, this is how he puts it. Do not offer, offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. Offer yourself to him offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness praise god every part of you as an instrument of righteousness every members of your body every senses in you Mind, emotion, and will. Praise the Lord. The spirit that God has given you, everything has to come under the control of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Do you want to live a victorious life? Offer the members of your body as instruments of righteousness, not instruments of unrighteousness. See, God made us with free will. The power to choose right and wrong, good and evil. And he says, choose good, choose life, choose the will of God. But we have the free will. Even as God's children, we have to make sure that the members of our body is used as instruments of righteousness. Praise God. What does that mean? It means you can be a child of God and it is possible that you can use the members of your body for unrighteous things. Praise the Lord. What you see, what you hear, what you speak, the emotions in us, everything can drive you to God or away from God. Praise the Lord. When we submit ourselves to God, we are victorious. Each time you submit yourself to the desire of the flesh, 
you are walking towards destruction. Praise the Lord. If we move according to the desires of the flesh, we end up in destruction. But if we move according to the Spirit of God, we will reach the destiny that God has for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What side are you being leaning on? Praise God. What are you leaning towards? Praise the Lord. Many a times, our flesh, our soul, clings on to the desire of the flesh. That's when we fall in sin. If our mind yields to the Holy Spirit, then definitely we can be a winner. Praise the Lord. Look what Romans 12.2 says. And I want to read it in another version here. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. KJV and KJV says by renewing of your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Want to be an overcomer? We have to do what? We have to yield ourselves, not according to the behavior and the customs of the world, because the world is empowered by the devil, by Satan. He wants us to fashion, renew our mind. Praise the Lord. Do what? He wants us to think according to his desire in our life so that we can be victorious. How is it the believers have to overcome the old nature? Paul says we have to nail that old nature to the cross. What does that look like, nailing the old nature to the cross? When we were baptized, we died with Christ. Praise the Lord. Symbolically, we died with with Christ, we are buried, we are identifying ourselves with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Every day, we have to make sure that we crucify the desires and the passion of that old man within us that is possible when we repent of our sin. Actively turn away from the old ways, old lifestyle, old appetites, old ambitions, old attitudes that is within us. We say no to selfishness and sinful passions that might invade our lives. Praise the Lord. And yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How do we know? whether we are living according to the flesh or living according to the spirit. Paul puts down the telltale signs, and I'll quickly read it because of the lack of time, you know. See, there is a, the fallen nature has a potential to produce works that tells us that we are living not the God kind of life, but the ungodly kind of life. 
And Paul gives in Galatians chapter 5 a long list which helps us to understand, identify where we are. The works of the flesh. He puts it as the works of the flesh. When you read the works of the flesh, and if you can identify any of the works of the flesh to our life, it shows us what and where to who we are leaning towards. Okay? The works of the flesh can be categorized into four segments. And I'm going to read it out. The first segments that Paul talks about is the three sins that are mentioned. There's three sins. They fall under the category of sexual sins. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. The next category, you can put it in the religious category. It is idolatry and witchcraft. The third category has a lot in it. And you can put that in the evil that exists in any and every society. And it raises its ugly head in the form of this. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy. Fourth category, there are two sins that are associated with alcohol. One is drunkenness, and the second one is orgies. Okay? For Paul sums it up that list by saying that he says he does not conclude it. He says these kind of things with these kind of things. Okay, those who habitually indulge themselves in any of the sins that are mentioned, it means that you are slave to slave to. If you could identify with any of the sin of these sins in your life, that means we have fallen prey to the sinful nature and we are not experiencing the kind of overcomer's life that Jesus wants us to experience. Okay, listen, I'm going to read out that list one more time. Four categories, okay? The first one is a sexual category. And Paul puts it as sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. One version says adultery, fornication, and uncleanness or impurity. The other one is a religious sin, idolatry and witchcraft. Witchcraft, when you study it, it talks about drugs. The third category is the much more social evils that we see prevalent in people. They are hatred, discord. As a believer, do you hate someone? Are you, are you, are you a person who is jealous about others? Do you go into fits of rage? Do you have selfish ambition? Are we part of dissensions and factions? Do you instigate people to do things which are against the will of God? Are you overrun by envy? Then you are fallen into the trap of the enemy. The fourth category is the category of alcohol. Being drunk. 
If we fall into any one of these categories, that means we have fallen prey for the sinful desires of the flesh. Praise the Lord. And Paul puts it seriously saying, those who practice these sins will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't know what and what in the world or who in the world the church has been listening to. How in the world you think that you can live like the world and God would wink at what we do? It's not going to work. If the Bible is truth and what the scripture says is truth, let me tell you, lots of believers are walking in the path of deception. You think after God doing everything for us, he's going to condone a lifestyle, a habitual practice of sin. And he's going to allow you to continue in that. If that's what you are thinking, my friend, it is against the scripture. The Bible says those who continually practice this, we are not talking about faltering. We are not talking about slipping. But those who continuously practice this, the Bible says they will not inherit the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit that is within us prompts us, tells us, reminds us that what we are doing is wrong. When you resist the Holy Spirit, according to prophet Isaiah, that is rebelling against the Holy Spirit. According to Apostle Paul in Ephesians, that is grieving the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. According to the epistles, that's quenching the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you think that you can rebel and resist against the Holy Spirit, you can quench the fire of the Holy Spirit, you can continuously grieve the Holy Spirit and continue in that lifestyle only because you are involved in religious activities and exercise, you are deceived because the Bible says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Whatsoever a man sow, so shall he reap. Praise God. We do not want to be deceived in any, may, any way or manner. Praise the Lord. The works of the flesh in us is real-time evidence of the absence of relationship with Jesus, the source of life. You cannot be connected with him and continue in any of this lifestyle. Hallelujah. A person who continuously lives in rebellion, in moral corruption, in sexual impurity, in habitual practice of sin, arrogantly, stubbornly, refusing and resisting the word of God, the voice of the Spirit, with no desire to come out of it, gives evidence of what Apostle John says. Do you know what Apostle John says? He says, those who continue in sin is not born of God. That's a very somber thing. 
John is saying, listen, if you continue in this sin and sin lifestyle, it simply says that you're not born of God because it is impossible to be born of God to be born of the incorruptible seed of God's word, which brings the nature of Christ in us. It doesn't mean that we are perfect, but if we are continuously, habitually immersed and saturating ourselves in any of the sinful lifestyle, it is the evidence according to the scripture that we are not truly born again. It's very scary. I'm telling you, it's very scary. Can you imagine? All my life was part of the church. All my life I did a lot of religious stuff. But really in the sight of God, I do not have a regeneration experience and my lifestyle does not attest to it. Jesus said a tree is known by its by its fruit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me conclude. God wants us to be overcomers and he's made every provision to this. Okay? I want somebody to read Revelation 3.21. You know, Revelation, the Lord gives message to the seven churches in Asia. And the last church or the last message is given to the church of Laodicea. And verse 21 reads like this. I want to draw your attention to that and then we will close. Please read. To him who overcomes. Jesus expects every child, every member of the body of Christ, every church to be an overcomer. To be an overcomer. Listen. To him who overcomes... Huh? I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. Hold it. This overcoming business, this victorious business has perks. And Jesus says, if you overcome, I will let you sit with me on the throne. Praise the Lord. It's not a cakewalk. It's a battle. It's a struggle. And if you overcome, Jesus says, I will let you sit with me on the throne. Now, I want you to pay close attention to the next part. Yes. I, as I also overcame. Listen. As I also overcame. I will let you sit with me on the throne if you overcome. As I also overcame. Next part. And sat down with my father on his throne. Praise God. Jesus says, listen, I overcame. And so the father allowed me to sit on his throne with him. And now he says, I want you guys to overcome. Every one of you to overcome. If you overcome, I let you sit on with me on the throne. If you don't overcome, 
Don't take Christian life lightly, please. And I don't say this with any kind of, of vengeance. I say this because I love you. Praise the Lord. And as a minister of Jesus Christ, I am accountable to him to speak the truth. Praise the Lord. This is not to turn anyone off, but this is to turn you towards him because Jesus, who is an overcomer, wants me and you to be an overcomer. He has made the provision for it and he wants us to overcome. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not done. Praise God. We will continue. But I want to leave this thought with you. Jesus Christ, the overcomer, says, I overcame. And because I overcame, listen, because I overcame, the Father let me sit on the throne. And I want you to overcome. And only those who overcome will sit with me on the throne. I'm going to close. All eyes closed. God willing, we will continue. Praise God. Jesus wants me and you to be overcomer in our thought life. In our deeds. In our words. How we use our senses, sight, smell, touch, hearing, taste. How do you use the members of your body? Do you yield it to do unrighteous things? Or do you yield to the righteous things? Do you yield to the old man, the old nature? Or do you yield to the Spirit of God? When you look at the outcomes, the four categories that we mentioned, do you see any one of them? That means there are arenas that we have to conquer. That means there is arenas where we have to overcome. It is possible by the grace of God, by the power of God, by the resources that the Lord has given so that we become overcomers. Jesus is the model. Jesus is the pattern. And he says, just like I overcame, I want you to overcome. My father, I yield myself to you. Lord, after preaching the word, I do not want to be disqualified for the price. Therefore, give me grace to buffet my body and to become an overcomer. And I commit every member in the house of God, those who heard this word, the voice of the Spirit, that they will not belittle the counsel of God, but they will yield themselves to the Holy Spirit and experience an overcomer's life. Win or lose. Who decides? Praise God. Jesus wants us to be winners. 
and he will give us everything that we need to be an overcomer would you yield yourself to father we yield ourselves to you in jesus name we pray amen